Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, welcome uh, back to... Uh, what is this called? Sit for a spell pod? I also don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> because it's so natural. It happens. <laughs> it's so awkward to start. Yeah, Jess and I get on here and we talk for like 20 minutes and then yeah. we're like, okay, we should probably record. And then we're like, oh. Be, host. Be natural. Be normal. <laughs> Every time. Every time. We laugh about it. Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How has your week been? I mean, I talk to you like basically every day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I basically, we talk basically every day. We, we, we work out via Zoom. We do. A few times a week. And then we are we're constantly texting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't, it's not like I don't know how your week has been. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody else does. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, it is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, it's a beautiful day today. It's a gorgeous day today. This morning was overcast. Loved it. I'm yeah. one of those weird people in California who would prefer the sun not to be out all the time. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, this week has been um, gratefully boring in regards to doing things. Like we haven't really been leaving the house very much still. I'm, mm-hmm. I personally... I'm still a very um, nervous to go out and about. Yes. Like the whole oh, yeah. Thing is, it's not gone. It didn't go anywhere. Like, I don't know what everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah, the whole, I feel like everyone, uh, everyone is just like moving on. And I'm yeah, like, wait, like, isn't there like an incredibly, in, yeah. <laughs> incredibly infectious disease going around, which there is no cure or treatment? Like... Mm-hmm. Hello. Are the numbers still rising. Um, California they sure are. Peak yet? But we're gonna just pretend it's not there anymore. It's fine. So I had this moment the other day where I was. It was um, the day that uh, forty-five wrote, like that. I don't. Uh, he introduced that bill about like rolling back transgender rights. Yeah. Um, that was a bad day medical rights Mm -hmm. and then um those men oh my god those men like they had been found hanging in trees and uh ruled a suicide which is uh just another so it was just it was one of it was like a day and like then I was thinking about like the pandemic and how we're like not even we're like barely in the beginning and I just had this like breakdown um like I went to my bathroom and like cried by myself uh, for like mm-hmm. a half an hour um, but it felt I felt better afterwards because I think it, they'd just been like building you know yeah. like building and building and mm-hmm. I felt and even I feel I feel great now like I feel, I feel like I needed to let it out yeah but you know sometimes the news gets so overwhelming and I, I made myself take a day like off of social media just mm-hmm. like I meditated I did some yoga like some very very gentle yoga <laughs> and uh <laughs> It can be it can be uh, rough out there, and you know, like I'm not even uh, part of the black community, so I can't even imagine Mm-mm. someone who is having 
to live in this time and be a part of the black community like it's it's unfathomable uh, yeah it's unfathomable and so just take care of yourself I guess is what I'm trying to say if you need a day like you what is it you can't pour from an empty cup you know yeah so just exactly if you need to cry let yourself cry take it mm-hmm. like I I like to cry in the shower <laughs> little <laughs> little tip <laughs> That's okay. uh, yeah so if you need to cry let yourself cry uh if you're angry you know hit a pillow uh mm-hmm. something you need to scream scream into a pillow if you need to uh whatever you need to do to get through the day to take care of yourself because it can be a lot it really can yeah absolutely so um before we start i did want to um i did want to just shout out a few instagrams from um black women who are also into the occult or you know they read tarot or they're shamans or they you know they do things like that um really quickly before just mm-hmm. we we do that um so there is a um a tarot reader who i follow she does a pull a daily pull she's um at tatiana tarot and i'm she's she has a huge following most of these have really big followings already which is um great so tatiana tarot there's also um house of hoodoo it's h-a-u-s oh i of love hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Love i know i love her i love her so much um there's also at mosaic eye and at black femme witches brew also at blanco bruja at the trap witch at rachel dot cargill i think is how you say it c-a-r-g-l-e mm-hmm. um there's just a few of the of the like hundreds and thousands that are out there um you know it's i think it's important to listen to black voices right mm-hmm. now and uh they're you know they're the people who are having to go through this and are being marginalized and murdered and they're the ones we need to listen to because uh everyone else has been speaking over them for so long so mm-hmm. you know follow these people follow smaller ones bigger ones um they don't all have to be witches follow just you know people who are just saying things because it's time for us to listen to their voices and when they tell mm-hmm. us hey this is wrong listen to them i mean i don't know what else to say about it but no, that's so i just wanted to to shout out just a few people um and i'll put all those names in the show notes as well yeah and then when um instagram will tag uh, them on instagram as well it's just it's like so important and i don't want this movement to fade out because mm-hmm. it's i feel like americans are so uh we're on to the next thing yeah yeah we're just on to the next thing we get easily distracted it's like two weeks and the the trend is on to mm-hmm. something new especially in uh social media oh for so sure. yeah they're um just keep the fight going there's so many good changes that have happened already yeah um donate where you can uh protest if you can and you want to um light some candles. i mean yeah light some candles send out protection yeah protect others protect yourself um and yeah i mean if you are friends with um either of us on instagram like all of our instagram stories are just yep uh 
stories or petitions mm-hmm. or places you can uh, donate, um, you know, horrible things that are happening, good things that are happening, but um, we are both in this fight for the long haul. So mm-hmm. uh, feel free to head over to our Instagrams if you so feel inclined. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <sighs> but today we our we are what is it like splitting splitting it yeah yeah we have a couple things coming up this week we do um that we wanted to talk about we go into as i mean as i'm sure you've seen the title um we go into mercury and retrograde uh the day that this um podcast will air so on thursday um what is that the 17th 18th um and then we have um, Lisa, some Lisa or Lisa, whatever you prefer. Um, it kind of is a range of days depending where you are in the world. So I know in Germany, it's June 24th. It's midsummer. Um, a lot of midsummer festivals around the world will be around the 24th, 23rd. But then the actual summer solstice is June 21st this year. So we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So just a little, we're each going to take, um, one, I'm going to cover Mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. and just going to talk about Lisa and yeah, just little quick, um, I don't know, summaries of each. Yeah. Just to help you get through them this month. Cause you know, yeah. (laughs) Like you don't have enough going on. (laughs) Here's two more things to do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> help you learn about it a little. Um, did you want to go first, Jess? Sure. So um, as I said, Letha is going to happen over a couple days. Um, so it is celebrated all over the world and it's been celebrated kind of in like different forms. Um, and if you followed us enough and listened to our episodes, you know that um, Christianity has taken over lots of pagan holidays and Letha is no different. Um mm-hmm. A lot of the Christian world is going to celebrate St. John's Day instead of Midsummer, And this was the church's way of taking over another pagan holiday. It's, I mean, you could go look at all the research. It's, it's a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. We know that they did it. Um, so it's St. John's Day, but it still kind of follows suit with the same kind of practices. Um, very outdoorsy, very nature-centered, very sun-centered um, kind of holiday you know yeah um so my sources are um the hearth witch of course wikipedia of course learn religions learn religions is a great website um yeah i'm going to be talking about stonehenge so i got some of from the stonehenge website as well as stuff you should know and if you don't listen to that podcast you should because it's great i don't know why i'm surprised that stonehenge has their own website well because you could buy you have to buy tickets to go to go there Right. It's I mean, it makes a, sense, but I never even thought about it. <laughs> I oh. don't know. Why. I was like, they have their own website. <laughs> they do. That's cool. It's a very good website too. So check that out. Check it um, out. Yeah. I'll put that one in the show notes as well. Um, so history, just real quick rundown. Um, almost every agricultural society uh, has marked the high point of summer. And so Letha at the summer solstice is the longest day and the shortest night of the year. And generally this is going to happen on June 21st or 22nd. 
usually June 21st with the opposite happening. Um, the winter solstice with the longest night and the shortest day is December 21st. Um, Mm, so, uh, the summer solstice is when the sun reaches its highest point in the sky. Um, like I already said, it's the longest day of the year. And so this is when the sun is just out and, um, Letha is a very big Wicca Sabbath. And um, mm-hmm. again, just kind of like a difference between Wicca or other pagan practice is that Wicca is going to have a really strong correlation um, and practice with the god and the goddess. And so during this time, um, the goddess is very, um, very fertile um, in some uh, writings and some practice. She's uh, seen as pregnant at this time. Um, Mm. So it's a very fertile time. This is in agriculture, a period of time where crops are really doing well. They're starting to grow. Um, Harvest is kind of just a couple months away. So you're really starting to see um, your growth, right? Um, And that could be Mm -hmm. in fertility and that could be literally in agriculture. So in uh, a lot of really early European traditions, um, the the Sabbath is marked by uh, lots of fire. There's bonfires. There's um, a large wheel that is set on fire in some festivals and private family celebrations that sometimes hmm. is like rolled down into like a, I think for safety reasons, like rolled down into <laughs> a river or a stream or a lake or something. This could okay. also be representing the sun getting like extinguished because the nights from now on are going to be longer. Um, okay. Uh, the Romans also honored this time of year and celebrated to Juno, the wife of Jupiter. Um, and she's the goddess of women and childbirth. So again, uh, fertility. And of course, the month of June is named after her. Um, in some different traditions, uh, especially in the Wicca tradition, um, Letha is a battle between light and dark. And I know in the Wheel of the Year episode, I told you the story, um, but just briefly, there's kind of like a legend of, um, the Oak King. He's seen as the ruler Mm -hmm. of the year between the winter and the summer solstices and the Holly King from summer to winter. So Mm -hmm. at each solstice, there's this battle for power. And um, while the Oak King is in charge of things at the beginning of June, um, by midsummer, he's defeated by the Holly King. Like there's a battle and then they switch power as they go. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of a nice little story. The themes of Letha are uh, really solar energy, um, uh, fertility, abundance, greenery, unison. Um, It's a transitional period. So a lot of people are going to uh, transition their like Yule time protections to um, Letha time, midsummer protections. And Mm -hmm. some people practice in such a way that they'll... um, have these bonfires right um and the bonfire won't just be a metaphoric sun but they'll also use the energy of the fire to cleanse your tools um to pass spells over to give them um energies 
maybe you're doing charm bags or you're doing um, wishes or you're doing intentions. Um, say you have a charm bag that you might have made in Yule to help you get to midsummer. Now might be a really good time to burn that if you want to be rid of it um, okay. or if you're going to make a new one to pass it over that fire to kind of like instill that energy of the sun. Yeah. Um, which is really super cool. And I never thought about doing yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's crazy how bonfires and right. <laughs> but it is <laughs> but, crazy how much, um, I mean, fire is like, it's cleansing and it's purifying, but it also yeah. like holds like a ton of power in it as yeah. well. Exactly. Which is really so, cool. um, if you are going to send intentions on the day, uh, some people like to be awake to watch the sunrise and then stay up to watch the sunset. It's definitely oh. a day where you're outside a lot. Maybe go on a walk, maybe go on a hike. Um, be safe right now because we're not out of the woods, metaphoric woods with COVID. Um, yeah. But if you can walk around your neighborhood, if you know of a local park. Um, yeah, ahead. especially Southern California. If you're in Southern California, there's, I mean, I'm sure all of California. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of places, actually. There's yeah. tons of hiking you can do. And yeah. um, it's easy to, like, physically distance yourself from people. Wear exactly. a mask. Mm -hmm. Be safe. Yeah. I mean, you can even have a picnic in your backyard or your front yard or on your patio or just open yeah. up your window like if you have just, a pool get in the pool oh yeah that'd be great just oh, I wish I had a pool. absorb that sun for a little while absorb that like strong solar energy if you have a if you have a hammock I just bought a hammock it's the best thing in the <laughs> that world that would actually be great I'm gonna sit in my hammock like I yeah. need an excuse and then um as the sun sets that's I mean the time for a bonfire if you want to do that if you're in I know it's still really cold in some places um around yeah. the world and around the United States so if you have a fireplace go for it use that like yeah have a bonfire yeah, like outside it's, if you can yeah it's like winter in like Australia right yeah I don't On New Zealand aren't they opposite you know I don't know the equator Mm, Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Their toilets go the other way. <laughs> I always wanted to know if that was true. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that it is. Someone if you are listening and you are in Australia or New Zealand or I guess anywhere south of the equator. Because we don't know science and we would like to. And I'm not going to. What are we going to do? Google it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Also, I couldn't uh, tell you off the top of my head which way our toilets flush anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know which way they you know go. What? Let's just keep going. It's fine. Um, okay. So, if you can, bonfire, fireplace, yeah. light a candle, put the Christmas like hearth on your TV, fire, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure, it's on Netflix still. Oh, I'm sure or YouTube. Hmm. Um, another really big thing that people um, do is create a Lisa altar. Um, and I know I talked about this again in that Wheel of the Year episode, but just as a reminder, if you guys don't want to go back and listen to the whole Wheel of the Year, some things you can do for your altar is put the associated colors. Um, perhaps you like to have altar cloths or candles that correlate 
and those colors are um, blues, greens, golds, yellows, oranges, and reds. Um, so you could do, like I said, candles, altar cloths, um, color coordinate your crystals. Maybe you have mm -hmm. candle bowls or flowers that you want to bring in those colors. Um, summer flowers, uh, fruits, um, fresh picked herbs. Um, and then some people do practice keeping a candle lit throughout the day. Um, so if you're going to do that, make sure that it's a, a safe candle, maybe one that does have a glass surrounding, not just a taper, because sometimes the tapers can get knocked over, especially if you're going to have that lit all day. Yeah, especially with cats. Yeah, and I mean, you see those those long, um, we all know, the long glass candles you can get from like the Dollar Tree or 99 cent store, you know? Yeah. Those are perfect for staying lit all day because they're encapsulated in that glass. Yeah, see. So, I mean, the altar, it's super simple. Just a lot greenery um, on mine. I i don't have it yet just because for the day that we're recording. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know I get fresh flowers. Um, I put out like citrine and amethyst and like just colorful protection things going into the new season, um, into the new transition of the wheel. Um Another thing that you can do with your crystals, a lot of people, and I know we've talked a lot about charging it um, outside under the full moon, but on Letha, it's, um, it's uh, encouraged to really charge your stones outside in the sun um, using this uh -huh. last really big burst of sun. Uh, to really get that solar energy into your stones, um, especially cool. if you feel like your stones are more kind of like aligned that way, or if you personally feel more aligned that way. I know James and I talk about all the time how we're more aligned towards the moon, mm -hmm. but I know there's plenty of people more aligned towards the sun. Um, just be yeah. careful. My with mom is like crystals. that. Oh, with the sun? Yeah. She's sorry. like, she's always jokes that she's solar powered. Oh, that's um, cute. because yeah, she, she hates it when it's like raining or overcast or she, we're like the opposite. She loves the sun. And I love the moon. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, but if you are going to charge your crystals outside, just be mindful and maybe look up some that shouldn't be in the sun all day just because of damage. I know, um, mm -hmm. like amethyst, for example, you can keep amethyst outside for a little bit, uh, maybe no more than I I mean I'm just like spitballing here but like 20 minutes um yeah some amethyst, of them are really um yeah delicate yeah so um if you just google it yeah we'll google the toilets um will we no no <laughs> <laughs> but just be careful with what you put outside yeah um, and uh let's see we have some more things Ooh, cooking um i love cooking hmm. for the sabbats um just because i love being in the kitchen already and i know in some places it's really hot it's the summer you're not going to want to bake um but mm. baking is really big a rosemary bread um i'm personally mm. honey cakes oh, i bought so i bought a um silicone mold that has mm -hmm. like bees and honeycomb Oh, so I'm gonna make honey cakes. And, <laughs> um, that sounds really good. You can drink cider. Um, and Jess is really good in the kitchen, so they are gonna be really good. I hope so. I've never made them before. Yeah, they'll be good. Mm, I'm hungry now. <laughs> anyway, 
your, your sandwich is on its way. <laughs> oh, it is. But um, uh, honey mead, uh, regular mead, um, honey wine, plum wine, um, anything with lavender, lavender tea, um, and mm-hmm. lemon are really big flavors. Um, go to the farmer's market and get stuff because all that is going to be in season. This holiday is really about which a lot of the Sabbaths are, is using what's available and fresh at the time. So yeah, uh, even at your supermarket, there's going to be things you can ask around. Um, salmon is really big during this time, roasting a chicken. Because mm. um, again, it's kind of like that fertile springtime, you know, the fish are yeah. the Do like a rosemary and lemon chicken. Like that sounds oh, delicious. With some honey cakes for dessert. Mm. I don't want my mm. oven on that long. <laughs> oh, that's true. You can always buy a rotisserie chicken and squirt lemon on it. Mm. There you go. You're done. You go. Semi-homemade. <laughs> but yeah, don't push yourself to, I mean, you don't have to have a bonfire, bake a chicken, bake a honey cake, and like have your altar. You don't need to do all those things. You right. Can take a walk put some crystals outside and call it a day yeah yeah lay lay a blanket outside yeah you know like you lay on the blanket for 20 minutes read magic yeah you're fine yeah um so those are just kind of like some very letha specific things i know some people do some rituals at noon um just because the sun is at its highest point so maybe if you wanted to put your crystals out at that time that might be good um or maybe you're going to have your outside picnic or go on your walk at noon that would also be good this is the 21st right the 21st is the summer solstice and so people do celebrate but depending on where you live um Oh, that's right. Like, for example, Germany is going to celebrate midsummer this year on June 24th. Um, Uh, So, I mean, you can always celebrate on the solstice is the 21st, but they go hand in hand. Um, Okay. And some in some places, it's a festival. It's like a week long festival or a weekend festival. So, it's also an excellent movie. Midsummer. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it. (laughs) You still ending. haven't watched it? Well, like I watched the ending over and over again on YouTube because Florence is an amazing human. Um, but I haven't she's so good. The whole movie, she's so good. She's like, she, I don't know. Yeah, I'm in love so with her I know a little how bit. It ends. Well, there's a lot more to see. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's really, it's a good movie. Yeah. And I know I'm literally scratching the surface and I really don't bring up midsummer festivals and things like that just because this isn't that episode, but um, just little things you can do. I did want to talk about Stonehenge really quick just because it's freaking awesome. Um, And it it is really highly associated with the summer solstice. And um, because I'm me, so we're going to go all the way back. So, um, Stonehenge was built about 5,000 years ago, which is a really long wow. time. And if you kind of want to put it into perspective, um, this is in the Neolithic period. And the Neolithic period is when um, we stop being nomads as humans and we start kind of like gathering in villages and towns, not towns yet, but like little hut villages, you know? And yeah. it's when we start realizing hey, you know, all that trash we buried at our like 
annual seasonal spots that we go back to every year as generational heritage, this stuff is growing here. And so what if we purposefully put stuff in the earth and see if it grows? And it did. And agriculture Mm. happened. So that's the Neolithic. So fun. Isn't that fun? They're Um, just like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) Well, they saw it from the trash, from the trash piles. And they saw the things were growing. And so they they just so smart so smart humans man so this is in england and it was built of people say between 26 and 24 (laughs) bc so a lot of things that you might read will say around 2500 bc remember bc again is before christ 2500 years before christ um Mm -hmm. it's very old the earliest written records which were actually paintings and drawings were from the 14th century or the 1300s and they just kind of depict um this particular king kind of like standing in them so that's super cool um they haven't figured out perspective yet so the king looks a (laughs) lot the same size as like some of the pillars but it's still really cool maybe he was just a really big dude he might have (laughs) been there were giants right maybe no we were actually a lot shorter we got taller evolution i know i know i did (laughs) um so stonehenge actually sits in the middle of a older archaeological yes in the middle (laughs) of an older archaeological site um and so they think they they being archaeologists um, yeah (laughs) believe that the people who built Stonehenge uh, built it on this other kind of like important site um, that was even older. Uh, They, being again archaeologists, um, have found more (laughs) than 60 cremated human remains, so 60 humans, um, as well as unburned human bones and other animal animal remains. So a lot of anthropologists and a lot of archaeologists believe that Stonehenge is a place of death. It's not a place of life. Um, There is another site, uh, a short walk, a couple hours by foot, uh, that they believe was more of a life site. And so the rituals that would have happened at both would be very different. One would be celebrating life when one would be celebrating the death of these people. Um, so are are these bones that they found like sacrifices? Is that what they are thinking? No, it's a burial ground. Oh, okay. Or at least the okay. theory is that it's a burial ground. Okay. Yeah. No, excellent question. All right. So there's some other kind of like theories but this is kind of like the biggest one that it was kind of like a burial ground or at least was a burial ground for a period of time um, because okay. if you uh, around the area there's these super cool and stop me so I don't go on a tangent in a minute but there are these really <laughs> they're so cool they're the mounds and um, so they're these like almost perfect circular mounds where really important people would be buried. Um, oh. And so even in that same area um, is are these mounds. And so you can kind of go visit the other henge that's not as big as Stonehenge. I don't remember its name. I didn't write it down. Um, you can go visit the mounds and you can visit Stonehenge all in one day. It's kind of like. Oh, that's right really there. cool. Yeah. Um, so some other theories uh is that it was used as a coronation place uh it was used as a druid temple 
it was used as some kind of like very rudimentary astronomical computer for predicting eclipses and solar events, which we know um, because the sun and the moon kind of like fit into the um, arches. And then uh, it's a place for healing um, and then a place for the dead. So those are the like kind of like predominant theories. Um, That's cool. Which they could have been all of them. Who knows? Yeah. Today, uh, the interpretation of Stonehenge, which is most generally accepted, going back to the premise of this episode, um, (laughs) is that it tracks the movement and alignment of the sun. So in 1963, um, Gerald Hawkins, he says, uh, he he was an important guy, I think, um, that Stonehenge (laughs) was basically a calendar. And it was a predictor of eclipses um, and the movement of the sun. Um, and okay. archaeological experts accept that this theory, um, they accept the theory mostly um, because when you do watch the solstices at it, the sun very clearly is in these spots and the sunshine very clearly shines over it. And so it wasn't done on accident. It's not a coincidence. Huh. Um, now, for the summer solstice, uh, the important part of the um, henge is the heel stone. And the heel stone is in the northeast of what's the Sarsen Circle. Um, if you look okay. at a diagram of it, it's kind of these like inner, there's like a little circle and then kind of like a bigger circle around. And um, they have had to rebuild a little bit of it because World War II, um, the field that Stonehenge um, and these mounds were in, uh, was a um, kind of like an air raid, uh, air mm. battleground. Yeah. So there was some damage, and um, you'll you can see some pictures of like them trying to hold the, the stones up with um, wood and trying to keep it intact. But anyway, mm. another tangent. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so the heel stone—that's the important part for this particular um, solstice. And uh, it's been called different names, the Friar's Heel, the Sunstone. And at summer solstice, um, if you're standing within the stone circle and you look to the northeast through the entrance, you'll be able to see the sunrise um, Mm -hmm. very much so in the direction of the heelstone. And then you'll see the sun rise through the opening arch of the heelstone. It's two stones with a stone on top. Um, so okay. it's like a little rectangle. Um, and you'll see very definitely the sun come up through that and then the sunshine through it, which is oh. super freaking cool. And Stonehenge is notorious for being a place that you can go to celebrate Letha and the summer solstice. Um, mm-hmm. People go out and they will camp the night before. Now, unfortunately, in the past, um, humans have just caused a lot of uh damage to the grounds leaving trash just Mm -hmm. being trash humans even though you would think that people who would go celebrate this wouldn't be um but they've caused some damage there's been some like sticking of gum and other done and so most of the year um you can't touch the stones so they're going to be uh there's like ropes they're roped off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know if they still let people 
during the summer solstice go into the stones because you do see pictures where there's just people like hundreds of people packed into that center of, of the <laughs> circle which seems just because I'm a historian it, I don't like that because <laughs> what if they you know You're like, but no, then at the same cause... time I want to go in there so yeah yeah but you would hope that the people, like you said, who go there yeah. would be respectful. Because people would camp overnight so that they could watch the sun, the sunrise, because the sunrise is the important part here. And um, because it's, it's that, it this, the, little, little, tongue tie. the sun <laughs> is the important part because it's the new day. It's the last day of the longest days of sunlight. Um, and then after that day, it transitions. So um, very important to be there for the sunrise. Yeah. Uh, so obviously with COVID, Stonehenge is currently still closed as of today, June 16th, it's closed. Um, and they yeah. are not going to open for summer solstice, unfortunately. Um, but just smart. That's a smart thing to do. They're going to live stream it. They are? Yeah. So um, I'm going to put the website in our show notes. So if it's stonehenge.com pretty much but it's like <laughs> uk something oh like dot eu yeah. or something yeah Fun. so that is going to be in our show notes so feel free to watch that um it's english-heritage.org.uk um so it's a lot but it'll be in the show notes so we can all watch that it's we so should fun. totally do that um I'm so down and it'll be beautiful because there won't be any people um, yeah, and it probably, um, hopefully, by this gonna, time next year, they'll be open again. So probably the only time. They're opening on the 4th of July, which um, they're opening on the 4th of July. So if you do okay. live in England or you do um, live somewhere or you're planning on going on vacation, which please be safe, um, yeah. they will be open on the 4th of July for limited ticket sales, I believe. Um, and again, that website will tell you all that stuff. But I, I'm really excited about it because I think this is the first time that there's been a summer solstice where there's no people for like, I don't even know how right. many years. So, yeah, that's what I was like. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's yeah. going to be probably the only time we're going to be able to see it like totally mm -hmm. empty. Yeah. Which is kind of special. It, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be super cleansing. Like for the And air. then they're, they're what, like eight hours ahead of us? Something like that, yeah. Six or eight. Mm -hmm. So pretty much like when we're going to bed, we like we can like watch it and then like go to sleep, right? Let's mm -hmm. do it. I'm down. I'm down. Don't we don't need to now. figure this out on the air. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what you came for. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Maps. We're gonna do it. Time zone. <laughs> Welcome to time zones. <laughs> Let's do math. Where we, we try to guess what time it is in a different part of the world. We're always wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Um, for just my half, in a nutshell, Letha, super freaking old. People have been celebrating it forever. It's Very just cool. a celebration of the sun. Have a bonfire. Have a picnic. Bake something. Just stand outside for five minutes. Just enjoy, watch Stonehenge. Enjoy the sun. Yeah. Watch, I'm, the, I'm, watch the live stream. It's very into the Stonehenge cool. thing. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. I like so, it. Um, yeah. That's it for me. Very cool. Well, good job, Jess. Thank you. Thanks. That was awesome. Thanks.
Well, that was awesome. That was very informative. Um, I'm very excited about Stonehenge now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. Um, But now we're going to talk about um, Mercury retrograde, which can can bring, um, yeah, can like bring a little bit of a a scare to a lot of people. Um, And I'm going to tell you why basically so we're gonna talk about a little bit about the belief you're welcome uh the belief in mercury retrograde what retrograde is what to expect during retrograde like the do's and don'ts you know just like a little bit of a little bit of a guide to get you through retrograde okay so my sources for this were uh time.com mentalfloss.com astrologyzone.com and of course Mm wikipedia.com so um, in astrology, there is a rule that many believe, and I personally ascribe to this rule um, or belief, I guess, um, is as above, so too below. Mm-hmm. But basically meaning that what happens in the universe, the heavens, the stars, the planets, has a relationship with what happens to us on Earth. Oh, that yeah basically the planets the stars the moon the sun affect us here on earth oh yeah there's no denying that it's scientific fact well scientific (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's scientific the moon causes the tides yeah and we're like we've said we are water so why wouldn't we be affected exactly so the um mercury it's been called mercury in retrograde but the technical term is Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. It has been written that the it goes as far back as the mid 18th century. Ooh. Farmers um, studied almanacs and they used that to sync their um, their planting schedules with the mm-hmm. stars. You know they were very smart about it, and yeah. they that's when they started studying. I mean, we've been studying the stars for all of time, but that's yeah. when they started really putting it into like tangible, written down. Mm-hmm. books I guess yes. the inauspicious nature of ret- Mercury retrograde is pretty old as well um, there's a branch of astrology known as horary astrology so someone would ask a question to an astrologer and get an answer through like an astrological chart or mm-hmm. um, by uh, consulting the stars but if Mercury were in retrograde, the answer was always negative. Okay. That's kind of where it comes from a little bit. When the, when the spiritualism craze hit in the 19th century, more and more people started having, um, along with like seances and magic and, you know, things like that. Astrology became like a big thing as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by the late 19th century, people were associating mercury retrograde in particular with heavy rainfall or um you know just times of not so great things yeah there were even a couple publications one called the astrologer's magazine and one called the science of the stars they specifically wrote articles about oh yeah anytime that there's a mercury retrograde we get a ton of rainfall so like basically like what's the deal you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that and a few, a few pieces even characterized uh, Mercury retrograde as a bad omen, like quote unquote. But yeah. it didn't really become like a, 
Like I feel like now it's like a it's like a oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's very people don't look forward to it. It's like it kind of like it's like a disastrous time. Yeah. That didn't really happen until modern times. Oh. But even back then, even like the little inklings of it were kind of being planted. Okay. And by the 1970s, um, horoscopes were like a thing in newspapers. People checked their horoscopes. And Mercury retrograde started becoming like a key player in these horoscopes. It was mm-hmm. like kind of like a lookout, Mercury's in retrograde. Mm-hmm. In the 1980s, um, there was a trend that, a trend to revive and adapt older forms of astrology where, and that's where that horary astrology comes back in. Mm-hmm. And once again, Mercury retrograde became like a bigger, became a broader term for these times of your life where things may not be going perfectly so, well. Yeah. Yeah. Now astrology, um, I'm not going to go into it really because that it like needs its own episode, and but there will be one. And there will be one. Um, it's very popular very. among a young Americans. There was a National Science Foundation poll in 2014, um, and more than half of all 18 to 24 year olds in America believe in astrology, hmm. which is not that surprising to me. No, I feel like especially no. now, even more so now. I think before people. It was kind of, it wasn't like taboo, but it was like, uh, it was very like, you know, like fringe, Yeah. very like for even, I mean, people knew, know, people for the most part know what their sign is, especially with apps like CoStar and the pattern, like you can, you can fully get your full like natal chart on your phone. Even though CoStar's been getting weird. Yeah. CoStar's a little, um. It's a little snippy sometimes. I'm like, I'm yeah. appreciate. It's been getting I don't appreciate intense. you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't appreciate you sometimes. Um, so yeah, so I feel like especially now, uh, even like on, uh, like on the dating apps, you know, like or mm-hmm. dating app, singular that I use, I get the question of like, what's your sign, and you know, yeah. like, oh, you're this and I'm this. We won't blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Like from from like dudes, so. I feel like that's pretty new. Yeah. Not that I've been dating for a while, but so it is, but it is kind of hard to say how popular astrology has always been because they haven't really been conducting studies until recently about the popularity of it. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. So before we go into retrograde itself, I just want to talk a little bit about the planet Mercury. Okay. So Mercury is, the closest planet to the sun mm-hmm. astrologically speaking mercury represents communication um thinking patterns rationality reasoning adaptability it governs schooling and education um it it also so this is a strange thing that i copy pasted transport over short distances so um i guess like short trips things like mm-hmm. that um more more recently, email, telephone, newspaper, journalism, which is all, again, communication. Mm-hmm. The first century poet Marcus Manilius described Manilius, Manilius no. described Mercury as inconstant, vivacious, and curious, the planet oh. itself. In medicine, 
mercury is associated with the nervous system, the brain, the respiratory system, the thyroid, and sense organs. Hmm. Like, you know, like touch, yeah. smell. That's interesting. Um, <clears throat> in in um, mythology, mercury is the messenger to the gods. Mm-hmm. It is the day-to-day expression of relationships. It's take action. Um, it's, he liked to take things apart and put them back together again. Opportunistic and emotion, unemotional, but curious. Hmm. That's how That's cool. uh, Mercury has been described. Yeah. Um, Mercury also rules over the day Wednesday, the, like the day of the week. Yeah. Which is strange because I'm an Aries, which mm-hmm. is ruled by Mer- Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wednesday has always been my favorite day of the week. Oh, nice. And I didn't know that until reading this. Mercury rules over Wednesday in Romance languages. So that's like um, French, Spanish, Italian. Yeah. The word for Wednesday is very similar to the word Mercury. Like in Spanish, it's miércoles. In Italian, it's mercoledì. In French, it's mer- mercredi. I mean, I don't know. I'm not French. Whatever. Sounds good. I'm sorry to our French listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also associated uh, with the art of dialect, again, communication. Hmm. In Chinese astrology, Mercury represents water, and which and water rep- uh, symbolizes communication. Yeah. So it's all about communication. So what is retrograde? Okay. Yeah. All every single planet in our system goes mm-hmm. into retrograde. Okay. Retrograde is when a planet appears to reverse its direction as seen from Earth. So the um, the example that I kept coming across in all the articles I was reading was, say you're, you're driving on the highway mm-hmm. and you're, you're going 70 miles an hour and the car next to you is going 75. Mm-hmm. They're passing you. Then all of a sudden they're going 65, so you're going 70. Their car appears to be going backwards while you're going forward. But in actuality, they're just slowing down a little okay their direction hasn't changed mm-hmm. it's just your observation of the direction has changed interesting so that is That's pretty much so, yeah so the planet doesn't actually change its direction it just mm-hmm. appears that way from earth okay it's an optical illusion hmm. um in, in astrology the retrograde motion is has negative connotations and because again mercury rules communication um it can people expect you can expect uh misunderstanding scheduling problems disagreements with friends and because mercury mercury is the fastest planet in our solar system because it's closest to earth Mm -hmm. i think it only has uh, an 88 day uh, rotation where we have 365 mm-hmm. we're a lot further away their yeah. their quote-unquote year is only 88 days mm. so because of this um, it goes into that retrograde motion three to four times per year depending on the year mm-hmm. and it stays in that motion for three weeks at a time oh. there there's been a big public interest in uh, ner- mercury retrograde yeah and Google, the queries, the Google searches have gone up considerably since 2009 The with the question being, is Mercury in retrograde? Mm. <laughs> and there's even a website 
is mercuryandretrograde.com <laughs> where you can just plug it in and <laughs> you can <laughs> you can say yes it is and that's why everything's going wrong or no it's not and you just need to figure it out <laughs> um <laughs> so when a planet retrogrades um astrologically speaking it's in a sleeping or resting state so pretty much it's like um it's like there's nobody looking out for each each planet represents something different and yeah. uh, is ruled rules over something different mm-hmm. so basically when the when that planet goes into retrograde it's like nobody's watching the bank you know like nobody's nobody's yeah. looking out for it so basically okay. the planet goes into a napping state and anything that that planet governs is uh that has way. no supervision yeah there's no supervision at all huh. which so that's that's that the astrological yeah. yeah astrologically why and you can i think Mer- mercury retrograde is probably like the most popular mm-hmm. but we just had like a venus retrograde mm-hmm. um we we have all the planets go into retrograde all the time yeah. but mercury i think because communication is such a big part of our society of like mm-hmm. human beings hum- yeah like communication is like our biggest advantage that we have over like other animals yeah i think that's why it's so disruptive and because it happens so often because mercury is so close to the sun yeah it, it makes a lot of sense yeah here's some things not to do during mercury retrograde okay okay don't yes. make important moves so don't um anything big you know like don't don't uh accept a new job Try not to accept a new job. Try not to accept a promotion. Try not to physically move houses. Things are subject to change, and it's hard to nail down a plan or get anyone really to make a decision during this time. Yeah. Um, don't do if you have a company that involves this, you know, podcasting. You have a magazine, a website. You're going to launch a pub- publicity campaign. Try not to launch those things during retrograde. Anything that is in the communications industry. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to sign any contracts or even like shake hands on a new on any kind of deal because um, something may come up later during um, after after retrograde that will kind of like throw a kink in the chain yeah okay um, don't close try not to close on a house or sign a lease um, because again you know just there's a lot of miscommunications that can happen during retrograde um, starting a new job or even hiring someone for a new job if you're in that position because mm-hmm. uh, the job may not turn out to be what you thought or the person may not t- turn out to be the person you thought they were. Yeah. Um, and it's important to say that during this time, people are not deceitful. It's not like people are purposely trying to, you know, de- deceive you or, you know, get one over you. But there's just a lot of disruption and that again, that can lead to a lot of miscommunications. So yeah. um, it's just easier trying to just kind of just kind of get through it a little bit. Yeah. Some other things to look out for problems with mail, email, faxes. So again, communication, you really want to make copies of anything you're going to send out. If you're sending emails or faxes, make sure that you get in contact with the person that it's intended for to make sure they actually receive it. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of problems with electronics that might occur during this time, uh, computers, appliances, 
maybe um, back up your computer before retrograde, fix any appliances that you're like, you've been meaning to sort of uh, fix anyway, try to get those Mm -hmm. things out of the way. If you're traveling, make sure you are extra cautious. So bring, uh, maybe try to bring a paper map, make sure you have a lot of plenty of gas, make sure you have the correct address, make sure your directions are, you know, are adequate. Mm -hmm. It is recommended that if you are going to travel, travel for pleasure. So travel, um, maybe travel somewhere that was like important to you when you were a kid or a place that you haven't been to in a long time, because um, Mercury retrograde can also be a good time for you to reconnect with like old parts of your life. Maybe an old friend will show up and um, maybe you had a falling out that was a miscommunication. come back into your life during this time and you guys can sort of fix that. Hmm. So, you know, try to do things for pleasure, travel for pleasure. Yeah. There is also a big, uh, a big, there could be a big problem with forgetfulness. So on your part, you want to be extra cautious about any documents you want to send out, any appointments you need to make, any important dates that fall within this time, you know, like anniversaries, birthdays, um, you know, take your birth control, like whatever, like make sure you are extra cautious about that stuff. In romantic relationships, because miscommunication is can be really high at this time, try not to jump to conclusions. Make your intentions really clear when you're speaking to your partner and just be uh, open and honest with each other because retrograde, Mercury retrograde is notoriously, uh, it's notorious for creating confusion. So yeah. just be extra patient with each other especially if you have a partner who is understanding of your beliefs with Mm -hmm. Mercury retrograde, because some people just like roll their eyes and are like, you blame everything on retrograde. (laughs) Um, You know, not speaking from personal experience or anything, but you know, I can't, my husband, (laughs) is it Mercury retrograde or something? (laughs) I'm like, like, actually it is. It might be. (laughs) Yeah. So just be, um, just, you know, be gentle with each other and, yeah try not to uh just try not to jump to those conclusions yeah I know I can get very testy during that oh yeah oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. definitely um their mercury retrograde also affects each sign differently Mm. so depending on when you were born you may want to look this up but if you are lucky enough to have your sign in mercury which I am um, you will feel these effects more pronounced. Mm. So if you are one of those people, you want to make sure you go, go the extra mile, find errors before they happen, take a slow and, uh, like deliberate approach to your actions. Don't Mm -hmm. say things off the cuff because they're going to be taken out of context most of the time during this time. Yeah. And it's not just because of your intentions, but it's because the person you're talking to is also experiencing Mercury retrograde. Mm. So their communication is off too. So maybe you did say what you meant to say, but they took it differently than you anticipated. Yeah. So if that does happen, just talk to each other, talk Mm -hmm. it out, you know, just be open and honest with each other. Mercury retrograde isn't all bad. I know there's like a lot of doom and gloom, doom and gloom, (laughs) but 
And, you know, they can, it can be very frustrating. It can be a very frustrating time, but also it can be really useful because it, I feel like we're all going through this right now where we, in our normal day-to-day lives, we, we go to work, we come home, we make dinner, we, you know, we watch TV, we go to sleep, we wake, we wake up, we go to work. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we, we're rushing through life. We're just getting through day-to-day and we don't, we don't consider the things that we really need to, to flourish, you know, to yeah. what, what are we really doing? What, what kind of life are we really living? And I feel like Mercury retrograde, if you think about it in this way, can really, instead of thinking about it in a way like, oh, retrograde, it's happening. Everything's going to be horrible. I can't believe it. Like why try to think about it in a way to say, okay, I'm going to slow down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very deliberate. I'm going to, you know, take the time to say what I really mean in this email I'm sending. Is this exactly coming across the way I want it to? And this Twitter, uh, tweet (laughs) that I'm (laughs) tweeting (laughs) you know is this is this really really what I want to say like again like I've been saying over and over again communication is the biggest thing that gets misconstrued during retrograde so it kind of forces you to take a minute to step back and say is this really coming across how I want it to am I really communicating in the way that is most effective to everyone around me and to myself. That's very it, good uh, advice. Yeah, it forces you to stop, listen, uh, even redirect your energy into things that will, you know, you can use this time to make things happen instead of mm-hmm. instead of being instead of it being a time where you shut down. Yeah. So I feel like uh, um, it was, and in one of the articles I read, it was compared to. Mercury retrograde being a period which is like walking through glue because it it can be test it can be testing and feel like it's going on Uh forever yeah but you kind of just need to take that time you're being forced to slow down so take that time as a blessing and just really focus on how you want to be seen as coming across you know from the people in your life whether it's personal on the internet or work or you know someone at the grocery store or whatever so that's pretty much it there you know the the negative parts of mercury retrograde kind of started really really small with you know back in the 18th century and like anything else people just kind of made the the definition of Mercury retrograde, like broader and broader, like kind of how we talked about the the Ouija board yeah. um, last week, mm-hmm. where it was one thing and then it turned into another thing. Yeah. So I absolutely. feel like I feel a lot better after reading about Mercury retrograde because I too was like, oh, it's retrograde. Oh my God, things going to be horrible, you know. And I feel like if you don't put that energy out that's not the energy you're going to get back. So yeah, yeah, things will be different and you might have some miscommunications, but like I said, use that time to just be really, really deliberate about your approach to other people. Yeah. yeah be, be mindful. Yeah. I think mindfulness is definitely something, especially in these days, you know, these days are hard enough. You know, we're all going through a big, 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 huge change. All of our lives have been disrupted. The entire world is going through like an upheaval on 
yeah, unimaginable change all at the same time. Like this happens once a century and it's, uh, I think it's a really, it's a really good time to kind of practice that. So having Mercury retrograde in this time where we're all just kind of, we're all home and we're all looking inward, I think, I mean, hopefully using this time hopefully. to grow and think about the things that are really important. Yeah. So having this retrograde, it starts the day that today, if you're listening to this, the date comes out the mm-hmm. 18th, June 18th. Um, take the time to like slow down. Don't, yeah. I mean, this is going off on a tangent, but I feel like people are in such a rush to go back to, they want to go back to normal. They want to go back to it. Like, there's not, I just want to go back to normal. You can't go back. There's no, back. yes. Like my therapist once told me, I told her, I just want to be myself again. Like after uh, my divorce and, you know, going through depressive episodes and uh, heightened anxiety and this, you know, things like that. Yeah. I just, I told her like, I just want to be myself again. Like I just want to feel like myself again. And she mm-hmm. told me like, well, that person doesn't exist anymore. Like no. you will never be yourself again. That, that person who was uh, naive and didn't go through these traumas and weren't, wasn't dealing with the things you're dealing with now, that person is not, that person doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. This is your new normal. Now you need to adapt and get comfortable in with the person that you are now. Yeah. And I'm I feel like the whole world is going through that right now. It's uh, yeah, there's there's something called the dark night of the soul. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but mm-hmm. it's um it's basically it's an awakening that comes about with uh, deep, deep, uh, like inner workings and um, having to go through something like terribly traumatic. Mm-hmm. And you basically, you, your, your person, your soul, your life, everything is shattered and you are built back up again. Okay. So, I feel like the whole world is going through that these past few months. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hoping that we come out of this differently. Uh, Maybe a little, I don't know, a little kinder, a little softer, a little more willing to help each other. More empathetic. Yeah, because I feel like that's missing. And you you see people who are afraid and they're acting out and they're lashing out. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a... It's an understandable reaction to have, but I really hope those people will look within themselves and see, you know, like the fear is not, it doesn't, it doesn't make it okay for you to lash out. And I think people who are afraid or hurt the most can really do that. Oh, absolutely. um, And they're scared. They're scared of change that's happening. Yeah. Fear is a huge, And that's okay. You can totally be scared, but just like figure That's, out why yeah figure out why I think I feel like a lot of people who are homophobic or transphobic or racist it's like it's all fear-based it's all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched this um fear of the unknown yeah I I watched this uh movie it's documentary kind of um called I am not your negro it's based on a, a letter written by James Baldwin um he was friends with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Medgar Evers, who were all um, like key figures in the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to write a book, but he never got to finish it. He only got like 30 pages in to 
his proposal. Mm-hmm. So they use his the letter that he wrote to a like a like a literary agent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson um, does the narration, reading his his letter, and they intersperse it with like um, video of him of James Baldwin at different debates all around the country, mm-hmm. um, along with pictures of him with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Medgar Evers, and it talks about it's, it. It takes place. His letter takes place after they've all been assassinated, so he's looking back at his life with them. And um, he says at the end, he talks about um, the white man and he basically says, like, I am not your Negro. Like he 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 says the N word, which I will not say. And he says, like, you you need me to be, but I am not. I am not this person that you need me to be. If you need me to be that, then you need to look inside yourself and find out why. Why do you need me to be less than you? Why do you need me to be other? Why do you need me to be someone that you can point to and blame things on and be fearful of and say you are less than human? Like that's something you need. I am not that. You need you made me that, but I am not. So, I just think it was just so it's like such a perfect way to sum up it is that thing like mm-hmm. why do you need why? Why do you why? need to hate why do you have fear in your heart that's the thing you need to look inside Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with mercury retrograde but I just watched it and it's still (laughs) on my mind and I just it made me cry it made me cry so many times so many of the things he says are still so relevant today and it's it's very frustrating that Mm -hmm. a lot has changed but nothing's changed yeah and they and they they cut in old video of like the old civil rights movements with Ferguson or, you know, with like things that they, and then they show pictures of all the little children who, all the little black children who've been murdered, you know, Trayvon Martin. And they, it's just, it's incredibly moving. And I, I recommend it to everyone. Um, what is it on? It's on prime, I think, mm. or Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. It's very, I think it's very important to watch. Um, but you know I feel I'm hope, hoping that this will change some things because something has to change and has to change it is it is changing it's mm-hmm. slow I mean what is that Martin Luther King quote you know justice is long but bends towards justice it's like what is it, something like that I'm butchering it but um the line of justice is long but bends towards justice something like that I don't know I'm sorry but (laughs) yeah, it's a, go check that out. And I mean, it's very relevant today and I'm, I'm hoping that people take this time and really look inside because Mm -hmm. we can't keep going the way we're going. We can't. No, we can't. There's a, there's a reason why all this is happening. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that a lot of good comes out, a lot of change and a lot is coming out of it. I mean, how these uh, protests, uh, look at how much change has happened oh, in the so last. Much change, not enough. What is it? But a lot. Yeah, a lot of good things. Not yeah, not enough. But I'm glad that there's still a lot of support because yeah. it's really important. It's very important. And I don't know how that goes back to retrograde, but <laughs> just <laughs> be mindful. Be mindful that all of this is happening. Be mindful that all this change is happening. Be mindful. Yeah that there is fear in the air 
be mindful that there is change in the air and don't let the retrograde fuel any of that like anger in a negative way. Yeah, because you can be scared and you can be angry, but it's how you push that out into the world and how you pull Mm -hmm. it into yourself. And so it's really Mm -hmm. that word again, just being mindful of how you're going to use that. Yeah, because anger is just fear. Yeah. Fear leads to anger. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, mindfulness is the perfect way to put it because, yeah, look in yourself and see why do I feel this way? Why am I afraid? What am I afraid of? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be as big as, uh, you know, racial injustice. It could be anything. I have, I'm, me and my boyfriend got in a fight and now, you know, I'm afraid where he's going to leave. Well, why does that make me scared? What, have, you know, yeah. what am I fearing being alone? You know, it could be, mm-hmm. it can apply it to anything in your life. Yes. And I think mindfulness, mindfulness is a huge, huge thing. I think everyone should be uh, yeah. mindful of. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> That's a big thing. So it is. That was the perfect word for it, Jess. But yeah, that was Mercury retrograde along with my weekly rant. It's okay. Um, but yeah, just uh, don't don't bury your head in the sand. No. Take the day if you need it. Take some time. Mm-hmm. But this is a long fight, and I think we yeah. all need to be we all need We're to be for rested for it. Haul. Yeah. Definitely. So. Yeah, that's Mercury retrograde. Yeah, there's not a ton to go over because, um, like I said, it was all kind of a very slow burn, and it just kind of ended up being what it's been. I think it's like a huge, it's a huge like scary boogeyman now, but that didn't happen for the last you know twenty years or until the last twenty years or so. Yeah, but you know maybe it just needs maybe it just needs a new PR manager. You know, someone to just kind of change the flip the script on it and just say well just this is the period of time where you need to slow down and practice mindfulness and be deliberate Mm -hmm. that's the way I'm going to think about it from now on because I did oh I I was one of those people who was always like oh mercury retrograde oh my god here it comes (laughs) you know what else yeah (laughs) so I think I'm trying to shift my frame of mind on it that's good. That's a good idea. I'm going to try to practice that as well. Yeah. It, um, Mercury and retrograde uh, in June. I mean, like you had said, it goes for three weeks. Um, it goes, I believe, from partial in the day from June 17th to July 12th. Mm-hmm. It's a long, it's a long few weeks, but yeah. yeah. Use that time to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, let's finish on a high note, huh? Let's finish. Uh, you have a, a witchy moment there for me? Yeah, I have a quick a one. Then. Okay, go for it. Um, I finally started, like actually started my tarot journal. And I keep calling it a tarot mm-hmm. journal, but I don't think that's what it is. It's, okay. I'm basically compiling, like I have three tarot guides and then I'm like doing research online as well. So each card has two pages and I'm basically putting all of the information in those two pages. So I guess it's kind of like a compilation guide, like a tarot compilation guide, like a one-stop shop. So like okay. I yeah. can put what Google says. I can put what the Wild Unknown book says. I can put, you know, like yeah. everything in one. Yeah. Um, so that it can be my my singular reference guide. Yeah. I can keep adding to it. Which is really cool because 
yeah, like you said, depending on the guidebook that you have, there can be different meanings. Yeah, there's differences. And I know I've been talking about it and I like, I picked four of my like favorite tarot decks and I like went on Google images and I found all like one deck is just for cups. One deck is just for like this and that. And then I mixed <laughs> all my favorite major arcana from the four decks. So um, cute. And I printed out like two inch pictures. It's so cute. Yeah. It's going to be super cute. But it's calming and increasing my knowledge. Yeah. It's always a good thing. That's my productive witchy task for the next who knows how long. That's good. Yeah. That's That's really fun. I'm excited to see it when it's done. Me too. And it's the perfect time to do it. You have time. So I know I have so much time, but then like, I'll look at it like yesterday. I was like, okay, I want to do this, this, and this. And then I just kept looking at it and then I was like, mm. and then I just didn't even touch it all day. It's okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Some days you're into it. Some days you're not. What about Very you? Cool. Do you have anything going on? Um, well, I'm not sure if this is witchy, but, um, I've been getting very much back into music Mm. um listening to music finding new music finding old music again um there I go through phases um I'll go through phases where all I you know because I'm you know you're home so you clean you do laundry you take a shower you work out blah blah yeah where you um you I will go through like months at a time where all I want to do is listen to podcasts nothing else the car Mm -hmm. home whatever and then all I want to do is listen to audiobooks. That's it. And then all I want to do is listen to music. So I, now I'm, I'm back in that like music phase. And it's been a while. It's been like over a year, I would say, since I really like listened to music. Yeah. And I've been finding new music and old, like I said, old music. And it's just been really nice. I've been trying to make things more fun. Like um, when I put my laundry away, I'll put a song, I'll, put music on and dance while I'm putting my laundry away you know like it makes it take longer but it's more fun yeah like it's um or while I'm cooking you know I'll put my my headphones on and I'll you know I'll listen to music while I'm cooking and I'm you know maybe I'm dancing maybe I'm not but I'm just I feel like music is so or I'll lay in my hammock I'm I'm obsessed with um Orville Peck like his his album yeah it's so just his voice is just so relaxing yeah it like hits you deep and it's just like I'll sit I'll sit in my hammock and uh, just listen to like the whole album. It's like 50 minutes long and I'll just listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. And, you know, if I want to, um, if I want to dance, I'll listen to like, I just found this song. Let me see if I can figure out what it's, uh, it's called train to Mexico. It's by Toby Sebastian. And it's the only song of his that I know, but um, I don't remember where I heard it, but if, like the other last week sometime I, I went to go pick up my groceries and on the way back I was just like having a bad oh I think I just <laughs> I just started my period and <laughs> I was just having like a I was just in a bad mood so I picked like I put it on and it was just like it's such an uplifting fun song mm-hmm. and if I'm ever in a bad mood like I'll just put it on and it's um it's fun to sing along to it's fun to dance to so I've just been trying to find music that just makes me feel good. Uh, it's not all like fun or upbeat or pop or whatever. It's just whatever. It's just music that makes me feel good. Yeah. So it's been nice. No, to, music is super important. It boosts your mood. It, it can change your mindset. It can relax you. It can help with meditation. Like 
music yeah. is super important. Yeah. So that's just what I've been doing the past few weeks. Nice. It's felt really good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> this was an interesting episode. I got a lot of information. Yes, you did. <laughs> a lot of good information. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was I it was fun. It was nice to I again I'm like super into that Stonehenge thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so down. <laughs> let's watch let's watch the live feed. Let's go when we when it's safe. I mean Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. If anyone but, um, there, let us know. Oh, we have a listener in England. I think we have a few. Uh, uh, but one who, she specifically reached out to me um, a while ago. Um, and she said, she was like, if you're ever in England, we can sleep on our couch and I'll take you to Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're so, coming. Yeah, we got we got a, a couch to sleep on and we got someone to drive I'll us. Sleep so on the floor. We're, we are heading your way. So eventually, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> Maybe next year, but you know, yeah, yeah. at this point, there's no really, there's no use in making plans. We'll just wait. No. We'll just wait and see what the universe wants us to do. Wait it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not in a rush. Nope. So but, um, next week, uh, the episode that drops on the 25th is astrology. So that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, unless you're like me. And don't identify with your astrological sign at all. Yeah, you really we'll talk don't. About it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, thanks for listening to our, our my tirades. <laughs> and I like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Somebody does. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. We really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't yet, there's still time to enter yeah. our 10,000 uh listener giveaway we're so 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 close um we're going to be going live or will we have gone live already by the time this goes out who knows oh yeah there will be a live on our uh how about this let's go live on friday okay so we're gonna go live on friday this goes up on the 18th we'll be live on friday at i don't know in the afternoon yeah um It'll be on, and I'm sure there's a way to like save it on our, like on our page, our profile. Yeah. But check it out. Mm-hmm. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Thank you so much. We appreciate yeah. it. We appreciate you. Um, we love you. We sure do. Be safe out there. Mm-hmm. If you're protesting, go get tested for COVID. I got tested last week. Um, it's really not that bad. Um, it makes you sneeze. It makes your eyes water, but it doesn't hurt at all whatsoever. Um, get tested. Just be safe. And um, we'll see you later. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed blessed be. be.